you, Lucas, but I am sat here with a massive cup of coffee on this, the 85th episode of this podcast. Uh, yeah, same, because I've only had a couple of hours sleep, but you know what? Coffee will get us through, Carl. It'll be fine. It will get us through, yes, and I am just, I'm just tired in general for reasons that we'll get to in a moment, but... Mm-hmm. In addition to just like, you know, the things we're going to talk about, I'm just like real warm because I caught the sun yesterday when I went to Alton Towers, yeah. um, which is a weird experience. Like, because obviously everyone's wearing masks and everyone's supposed to be wearing masks. That's really off-putting. So like, you go in and they tell you like, we're taking this seriously. Social distancing is in effect. Please step on the chevrons and you're waiting in a queue. And then you go step on a chevron and then the next person behind you walks up and stands like a foot behind you. Just breathes right onto your neck. Yeah, staring at their phone, coughing every five minutes while not wearing a mask. It's like, yeah, that's fun. And uh, one of the interesting things that happened while I was there, that's worth noting, is Oblivion stopped. Oh, God, that's so brutal. And for the American listeners, Lucas, who might not know what Oblivion is, would you like to describe Oblivion? Uh, Oblivion is a roller coaster. It's a very tall roller coaster. And the entire premise is that there's just like a point where you do like a giant death drop. Yeah, the gimmick of the roller coaster is is that for a while it had the longest vertical drop of a roller coaster um, in the world and for context oh. the roller coaster i believe is as old as i am it's like it was built in 1991 or something like that, that so it's one of the old i think it's that old yeah or maybe that's like one of the other ones in the park that's like nearly 30 now mm. but it's a very very old roller coaster from the 90s and it very famously um broke down um a couple of years ago whilst people were on the very precipice of the drop because the whole point of the ride is like, peer, it like um, stops at the edge of this drop for a few seconds. So you can peer into oblivion and then it drops into just like this really just dark pit. And that's the entire roller coaster. Yeah, that's the entire premise of the roller coaster is just one giant drop of doom. Yeah, it's literally 10 seconds long. And like a couple of years ago, as I mentioned, like, the, that stopped on the edge. And people were there for a couple of hours just staring off the edge. And then they had to go around after like five hours of repairing it. And that is like the most, it's so terrifying. Like roller coasters are scary already, like some of them, but that mm. sounds horrendous. But what happened when I was there is it broke down on the edge, but not while the people were peering off of it, just at the very top, just yeah. before it happened. And we were just there watching as the guys in the fluorescent jackets had to climb up to the top of the roller coaster and then started getting people out of seats. Oh, God. So the people in the roller coaster, they didn't send them around. It's like when that happens, you know, oh, they can't fix this. Yeah, yeah. Because normally it's like, okay, stay in the roller coaster. You're going to be in it for a couple hours, but we'll get it running again, and then the roller coaster will complete its journey around the track, and then you'll get off. Mm-hmm. If they're bringing guys in high vis suits up and saying, we need to get you, a member of the public, to walk across this rickety, um, like 30 year old roller coaster with a harness on, you know shit's getting real. God, yeah. And I just looked at that and just like went to my friends who I was with and went, you know, that is right there. Like, what, man? That's a lifetime pass. Because <laughs> there is no fucking way they're getting to the bottom of that roller coaster and getting their feet on the ground without getting a lifetime pass put in their hand to never talk about this again. Or knowing how shitty some companies are, they'll try and get away with being like, here's five pounds off a meal at our restaurant. <laughs> yeah, like that's to me. Like, if the roller coaster would have stopped for a couple hours, that's one thing. Maybe you get a summer pass out of that, maybe like a weekend break where they pay for you to go to the hotel. Mm. When you've got footage of you, precariously dangling over the edge, being dragged by a guy in a high-vis suit on in, like, HD. I reckon you can put, if you take them to court, you can claim a bit of emotional distress for that. You know what you should, like, the, the people on there should have done? 
just got the phone out and started live streaming it for as long well, I, as the phone will last. Because that's what happened where, um, uh, like, when we were talking, like, what would you do in that situation? And I mean, I'd take a selfie. Yeah. Because, one, that's a fucking money selfie. <laughs> and two, I want as much, like, video evidence of how long I was up there and how dangerous it is and how, like, precarious my position was. Yes. Keep in mind as well, yesterday it was, like, blazing sun and they were all wearing masks. And they're all strapped into a thing where they can't lift their hands above their head. So they couldn't even take the mask down to breathe properly. So they're sat there in a mask in a blazing sun in like a metal contraption, like 300 foot in the air. Oh, God. Like, you're getting some money for that. (laughs) Or at the very least, like, I'd say, like, I want a lifetime pass to this park where I never have to pay it coming again. Well, that's the thing. I mean, for a park like that, what is going to be the issue in, like, giving 12 people or however many it is at a time, like, a lifetime pass? Like, that's yeah. not going to affect the bottom line at all. But that was just really funny to see, because I just looked at a man, someone having a rough fucking day up there. Because like, when you, like, want to get on a ride, and it's like, oh, man, it's really scary. Then you look and go, it's not as scary as being precariously dangled off the edge. To me, as well, that's the scariest ride in the park now. <laughs> like, so realistically, those people got their money's worth, because they experienced the scariest thing they'll ever experience in their life. That's true. And So I... Oblivion, 30 years old, still delivers on the scares. Well, that's the thing, is the, the only memory I really have of Oblivion, because I don't particularly like um, roller coasters outside mm-hmm. of like Disney ones, because they dress it up a little bit more than it's just a metal death trap machine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still have a memory of like when we all went to Walton Towers when we were younger, and my sister like wanted to go on Oblivion. And they queued up for a good like you know hour, 90 minutes, whatever it was, just her and my mum. And then the moment they all got strapped in, my sister like realised the panic and fear, screamed until they got her off, but my mum had to go around anyway. That's amazing. Like, oh, you waited an hour and then it's like, no, I don't want to. Yeah. It's like the moment you get strapped in, it's like, I've decided I don't want to do this anymore. It's like, I mean, it's like at that yeah. point, it's literally 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to die of, like, fright in 10 seconds, calm down. But, yeah, if it's someone's scared, scared of it, they're scared of it. But that was just one of those things where I looked and went, huh, that's an interesting anecdote for today. I wonder yeah. if that's the most interesting thing that's going to happen to me this week. And it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. And, Lucas, that was a fucking segue, wasn't it? It was a segue, indeed. It was, indeed. And you know what we're going to talk about here. But, um, uh, like, I'm hoping, for the sake of the audience listening at home, you're, through, you know, some parts of this um, conversation going to play... Um, just just done. Yeah, yeah. Like, because you know what's going on here, and like, we can get right into it. Like, we're, what, seven minutes into the podcast now? Mm-hmm. And uh, for anyone who wants, like, fun stories and interesting things about our week, you can turn away now. Because um, we're going to be having a, a nice, in-depth discussion about me being cancelled. And I hate that I'm using that word. But yeah. I, I think there's, like, I can't ask, sorry. I, I struggle to think of what else to describe what's happening right now as that, because that's like, you know, just the common parlance used for it. Of course, yeah. That as far as I, as I am aware, and as much as I hope, like, it's not actually going to be the case. You no, know, we I, can, there, yeah. there is attempts being made at the very least. But we can, like, you know, get to that in a moment. But we want to, like, you know, start at the beginning. Cause that's mm-hmm. the best way. It's like, you know, some clarification of what's going on here. So... Um, a couple of, I think, months ago now, at the time of recording this, on um, June 17th, um, I was reached out to by a representative from Cracked.com, mm-hmm. um, who um, I've talked about on the podcast before. I worked with 10 years ago now, 
Um, it's where I, my, the beginnings of my writing career are. Um, it helped inform um, the voice I've used online and you know, shaped and made my own um, since then and is the reason I'm able to like you know, sit here doing this podcast and like have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Because the, the grounding that that site provided me, um, like I use that to build up, like essentially, I know a career, a business now that mm-hmm. I use to employ my friends, like you, Lucas. Yep. So, so in a way, like you know, Fact Fiend owes its origins to Kratz. Like you owe, like you know, your job to Kratz. I owe my job to Kratz. Nisha owes her job to Kratz. Brad owes his job to Kratz. Because mm-hmm. like, if it wasn't for that site and um, giving me my start in the industry, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and uh, that representative from Kratz was talking about how the um, uh, basically, like, uh, the short version of this is um, Cracked was owned by one company and it got bought out by another company who pivoted towards video. Video shit the bed. Um, that company fired all of their video staff and a lot of their editorial staff. Um, the site was basically deemed to be, like, if not a failure, just like, you know, it's not making as much money as we anticipated. It's not worth the price we put into it for the return we're getting. Another company swooped in, bought it back. Uh, so it's now owned by a completely different company to the first two that owned it. And that company decided to once again invest in video, but just in a more reserved fashion. Yeah, so the thing that people might have, you know, a bit of a bad taste in the mouth about Cracked is pretty much gone now. Like that entire team behind making all those cuts and getting rid of, you know, those talented people, they are not in charge anymore. They are gone. No, it's a completely different company who hired this um, person who was reaching out to me. Well, I'm not going to name for reasons that become abundantly clear in a moment, but um, they reached out to me just informing me the fact, yeah, we try to bring crack back. Um, mm. I'm currently running the video department. They've asked me um, to go out there and approach um, content creators who might want to work with us. I know you've written for cracks in the past. I'm familiar with your work. Would you want to work with me? And I was like, yeah. As I, you know, as mentioned, I, you know, my entire career owes its existence to crack. So I was more than happy to, like, you know, at the very least hear the guy out. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the course of, like, you know, just a couple of email conversations, like, you know, a few calls, things like that to hammer stuff out, we decided on um, using the Fact Fiend format um, with a cracked twist. So essentially, we're going to make Fact Fiend videos where the twist is it's not that I research the article and I'm laboriously explaining it to a, um, a long-suffering but understanding friend, uh, which is sometimes you, Lucas, sometimes Nisha, sometimes Brad, and sometimes mm-hmm. guests that we have on the channel. Um, it's going to be, um, like, you know, the crack, uh, it's going to be a cracked article um, that was written by that editor for the most part. Sorry, it's going to be a cracked article that was, most of them were written by that editor because he'd also worked behind the scenes doing that as well. Right. And I was going to be the one who was responding to it. And then using, like, you know, just the years of um, just facts that I have built up in my head to riff on it, much in the Fact Fiend style, where we generally don't stick to any script that we have. We just have, like, you know, a bare bones of an article that I wrote that we then riff on um, after, like, you know, just um, talking about, like, you know, the pertinent facts within it. Yeah, I mean, I would say that on a usual uh, regular Fact Fiend episode, maybe half of the recording is not talking, like, it's not working off the actual original script. It's either talking about a, a random tangent that we come up with or it's you know expanding upon the point made in the article or something like that yeah and it's framed as a conversation between two friends and mm-hmm. the difference between the cracked um, crossover we did is like it's not a conversation with two friends it is an editor trying to keep you on track but we're still going to use the same style uh, visual style at least that um, fact fiend has developed because you know what it's your visual style mm-hmm. like you spent years building it up to the point now it's recognizable to your audience of about was it 
we have a currently like 740,000 subscribers, something like that. It's roughly about that, yes. Yeah, at the time it was a bit lower, like 690,000, I think it was at the time they were talking to, and it's slowly grown since then. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like they, and they were even really apologetic when like they suggested, oh, using the green screen. It's like, that's your thing. Now, my response was, well, yeah, it's my thing, but I'm in the videos. Yeah. So I don't care. Like it's fine for, for, like, for us to ape the style because it's my idea too, and I'm working with you and I'm in the videos, so I'm happy for like you know that visual um, similarity to exist. Well, it becomes a blending of styles, then, doesn't it? Yeah, like that's literally like you know the, the whole fucking pitch. It's like you know it's cracked themed, and mm-hmm. um, for that appearance, I am paid five hundred dollars. That's the um, uh, the amount we agreed to. That's very important, people listening at home. You need to keep that figure in mind: five hundred dollars. Um, for that appearance and uh, we don't really need to get into what that money pays for but um, like, I like to frame it as me being paid to sit down and drink a beer for 20 minutes uh, which will also be important in a moment but it's not that is it Lucas as one of the people who edits those videos you can speak to there's more work than you'd expect goes into making a fact theme video and like no a cracked theme video there is yeah and just off time alone it's not 20 minutes it's I mean, you might record for, say, 20, 30 minutes, but that involves you going to the office. You're currently, you know, we're, we're in lockdown. We're, we're still at that point where we can't all be at the office. So Carl has been setting the whole setup on his own, like, you know, figuring out his own recording, setting up the camera, making sure it's focused. So doing all that pre-prep, filming it himself, recording it himself, and then, like, you know, obviously doing all the things like um, getting all the files onto the PC, uploaded, etc. And then we do, like, a raw cut to then upload and get sent over to um, to Cracked to then put, like, their final edits in. Yeah, it's put, like, their spin on the style. And none of those things are particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not trying to say, like, no, it's a really hard job. You don't understand. We're just saying there's more effort than you'd expect it's goes into making them. There's like Not as you frame it, 20 minutes sitting there with a beer, yeah. Yeah, I just frame it like that because, you know, to a layman, that's what it looks like. And, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty funny that I'm being paid that amount of money to do something so simple. At least, you know, to a like, first glance. It's and you just, just taking a humorous spin on the opportunity, yeah. Yeah, and it's one of the things that's important to know is, like, you know, before it even gets to the point where it can be uploaded... Like five or six different people have had hands on it. Mm-hmm. And there's at least like a dozen or so hours of work gone into it. It doesn't look like that's happened, but you know, them's the breaks. And um, of that $500, like they're paying me for all that stuff you just mentioned, not to mention the fact that I was like 690,000 subscribers at the time. Like the implicit understanding between us when that agreement was made is we're paying you this amount because you have this inbuilt audience that you can bring over. Like you've built up this audience over time. You have this style that is recognisable. We want to exploit that. And I, I, mean, I guess the word exploit is not really the most accurate one to use because you no. know, we're both benefiting from it. It's mutually beneficial for us both to utilise that, but I can't really think of a better way to describe it. If you can. Um, I mean, I, I don't really know the, a better word, but it is just like how collaboration works, isn't it? And yeah. it's kind of, as you say, it's just how the world works. It's a package deal. It's not just paying you for the work and, you know, therefore paying you the money to pay us for our work as well. Mm-hmm. It's also just paying you in part for your brand. Yeah, there's like, um, it's nebulous how much my brand is worth, but mm-hmm. there is it does have worth and there is value to it, as yes. evidenced by the fact they reached out to me to make this deal. 
And um, like, you know, with that out of the way, um, there we filled an announcement video, um, just saying, hey, yeah, I'm working with Cracked again. Um, I've they called me, not called, I know they they contacted me. They asked me if I wanted to make videos for them. Um, I go into a spiel about, you know, yeah, like Cracked is the origins of my career. Like the existence of this site is owed to the foundations built there. I was happy to do it. Plus, they're paying me five hundred dollars mm-hmm. because I try to be as transparent as I can in regards to financials on the channel. Yeah, and um, that resulted in because we get comments on videos and like they tend to come in over time. Like generally, when a video goes out, you'll get the majority of the comments. But you know, over time, like um, other comments will filter through. Yeah, and like you, you check out the like you know the YouTube Studio page for the comments. Like every day, you'll just see comments made on like old videos from months or years ago. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I do. Like every day, you know, because I run the fucking channel, I do have to check the analytics. I have to do behind the scenes stuff, which again is very boring. We don't need to get into. Mm-hmm. But whilst doing that one day, I think like last week now, um, I just happened upon a comment from a dude on that announcement video saying um, something to the effect of, "Oh, have you gone broke after uh, like go broke, go woke, or something like that?" Um, as a allusion to that time, I told Trump supporters who watch our videos to fuck off. And I think just in general, with your attitude to be outspoken about, you know, telling bigots to piss off. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of like bigots watching my content. I really don't like that idea. So I generally tell like bigots, like, don't watch my content. And this dude's obviously very annoyed about that. And then he saw just the video title. And from that title made the assumption that I have had to go back to work for Cracked um, in like a freelance capacity because the channel is dying. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, felt like a really unfair thing to say. Plus, it pissed me off. Well, rightly so, because you're there releasing a video celebrating. Look, like I've managed to get to a point where like, I'm successful enough that Cracked want to work with me as a brand yeah. now. Like, like that They're is, not asking me. I don't have to just cold point. pitch them ideas. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing that's funny as well. Right? It's literally the exact opposite. It's not that the channel's dying. It's now that the channel is so successful. Other people are paying me to make the same style videos for their channel because their channel's not successful. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we mentioned in the video is that, yeah, um, we've got more subscribers than you, but because we've been like lapsed for so long, you, you realistically have the bigger channel reach and audience. So if anything, we're the ones taking advantage of you because you get more views than we do which is mentioned in the video. Yeah, and you use like a lot of pronouns. I want to clarify, call means like, Cracked has more subscribers, but got less views because the channel was essentially inactive for so long and YouTube like stopped yeah. recommending it to people. And I appreciate that, Lucas, because as mentioned, I'm trying not to say specific names here. The yeah. reasons that, again, will become abundantly clear if anyone wants to sit through this entire thing, and I hope that they do, um, especially so. before they comment. Or yeah. leave a pithy comment on Twitter, at least. Or, like, you know, send me a direct message, which, again, we'll get into. But, yeah, I, I, I saw that. And as I want to do, if you've listened to this podcast, you'll know that I, on occasion, will just leave pithy responses to comments like that and then just pin them on the video because, fuck it, I can. Mm-hmm. And the response that I made was something to the effect of, I get paid $500 to sit and drink a beer for 20 minutes. What do you do for a living? And, you know, we've discussed there's more work goes into it than that. But to a layman watching, yeah, it's 20 minutes of work sitting in front of a beer. And even like if you add in all the extra stuff we have to do, it's still a real fucking cushy gig. It, it really is, yeah. And again, we want to reiterate that is because, like, there is a, a brand appeal in the fat bean name. And 
that's yeah. what part of the payment is for. Yeah, and like you know, it's a it's a real fair amount of compensation for what to me doesn't feel like a lot of work, but like the value there is like it's the work that I've already done. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not the fact that I you know the work is hard. It's like you but you've spent three years building up a brand. That was the difficult part. The difficult well, part's already been done. Then you've been writing for, for what, 10, ten years, ten plus years. Yeah, to then yeah. build up that audience to then have the fact fiend name become big, and yeah, like. It, it's um a lot of things coming together to pay off for your hard work. Yes, it's like whilst the actual job itself is easy, the uh, the what you're not seeing is like you know the point, of the amount of effort that went in to get to that point. And like you know, I um, I saw that and I just screenshotted those two responses and mm-hmm. posted them on Twitter again as I want to do. I do that frequently with just like you know weird um uh, like smarmy comments we get or just ones that are like, you know just generally unpleasant. Yeah, and usually it'll be accompanied by like me dunking on them in the comments. That's something I'm able to do because you know I run everything in regards to Fact Fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, Fact Fiend has no corporate sponsors. It has no corporate overlord besides Big Wangers Incorporated, a company that I own. I don't know, Carl. That sounds pretty sketchy. It does, doesn't it? It's almost like, like um, the tax system is broken. But my accountant told me that, hey, Carl, this is the way things work, and I guarantee that. Um, any other big YouTuber with an audience um, sizable or comparable to ours in size or larger is also um, incorporated as a corporation or business. I mean, like, you're a business, I, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to say, like, I barely have a, like, you know, in comparison, I have a very small YouTube following and even I had to have a company for it. Yeah, because it's just, no, that's the done thing. That's like, no, besides the point. But yeah, I put that tweet out with just that response, that pithy, just me going, I get paid $500. Um, to drink a beer, the fuck do you do? Because you know what, I'm proud of to be at a point now in my career where websites I used to write for that I literally like, you know, acknowledge as being like, you no, know, well, the reason my career is this, they're coming back to me to ask me to help them. Mm. That's a real nice feeling. And I, for anyone that still thinks like, oh, Carl is getting overpaid or whatever, I just want to point out like, yeah, obviously it's not a, the best comparison, but imagine like appearance fees for a celebrity to show up for like twenty minutes on something. Yeah, and, and I don't do like thinking myself like chat. That. And I'm and not saying think... that like yeah, you, you're on that that level or anything, but yeah, just that's a, a maybe like more normal example people can think of. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a good comparison. If people think I'm being overpaid for that, like that's your prerogative. Like I thought I was being overpaid as well because I was initially <laughs> offered more money and I turned it down. Because um, I was asked, can you quote a price that you think? And when they offered me $500, um, I just said yes. But the mm. during the conversation, like, we might be able to get more. I said, no, $500. If that's what you think is fair, that feels fair to me. That will let me pay my editors the usual fee that I do and then have a little bit left over for the channel's coffers. And bear in mind, like, $500 is probably more than those YouTube videos are going to make. Yeah, which was acknowledged in the um, conversations we had. But the idea was, um, if those videos got to the point where they were getting the views cracked the videos did previously, or even the, to the point where they're making getting the same views that videos on Fact Fiend get, but with Cracked being a bigger brand than I am, they can get better brand deals and better um, uh, CPM, is it? Yeah, um, which is just like the amount of money per thousand views. Yeah, uh, the understanding there was like, these videos are going to like run at a loss. 
for a while, but the hope is if with the combination of our two brands and Crack's reach and um, place in the industry and the fact we've got a massive corporate overlord who can like you know work out deals on our behalf, eventually they're going to make more than that. And then we had like you know a tentative um, uh, uh, what was it now, um, profit sharing agreement, mm-hmm. um, just like a handshake deal on any money it makes over five hundred dollars, and we'll be split straight down the middle between like us and you. And then my deal with you guys behind the scenes was like any money I get from that will similarly be split four ways uh, mm-hmm. between you, Brad, Nisha, and the channel. Because uh, that's something like I guess you can speak to is um, when I split stuff down the middle, I don't take my cut. I take the channel's cut and then I pay myself a wage from the channel. Yeah, because you just pay yourself. Uh, as far as I'm aware anyway, the, the way it's always... Um seems to me is that you pay all of your money into like you know big wangers and you just take a set wage every month regardless yes as its managing director mm-hmm. and so when we make deals like this like the actual money doesn't really matter to me i get paid the same regardless of what the channel makes yeah like obviously if the channel starts to like lose money like that's when things would become like troublesome when i potentially have to think about okay um, I'm gonna have to start cutting costs, which might mean paying myself less. It might mean, you know, making less content. But that's, you know, again, besides the point, it's something we can discuss at a later date. But yeah. like, so so far, Lucas, what's the story? Because you know what, I have a tendency to like waffle and go on tangents. Um, I but... mean, pretty much so far, it's just we've gotten to the the point in the story where you have screenshotted both of those comments and put them out on Twitter. Yes, and probably I thought no more about it because, you know, I tweet all the time. Like, social media is so disposable. I, and comments especially as well. Like, who gives a fuck? Put that out, thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. And um, something about that was, like, going on behind the scenes. Because like, this is one of the things that I didn't realise what I'm about to say was happening until I was informed by that aforementioned editor. And it was that a uh, former writer for Cracked, who I'm not going to name, mm-hmm. uh, because, like, it's already been framed as me, like, harassing and trying to dox this person. So I'm not going to name them because I just don't need that hassle or people trying to frame this as me attacking them again. Um, so Lucas, I... do you have a female name um, that just is like an ex you don't like? Or like an old friend or something uh, like I that? don't really have any exes, to be honest. Um, okay. Just so a woman's I, I, name. Like, um, What's Helen. your mum's name? Helen. Okay, so Helen. Uh, we're going to call this lady Helen. Um, uh, who is a former contributor for Cracked and um, uh, current contributor to like many other um, places online, um, retweeted my, or quote tweeted, um, just that series of exchanges about me being paid $500 to sit and drink beer, which, as we've established, is like sim- a simplification of the actual work that goes into it, which lay people probably wouldn't know, but you'd think somebody in the same industry would know. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to reiterate, like, if someone, because obviously people will have been able to figure this out or have seen it happen already, mm-hmm. um, like, if you know who this Helen is, like, again, just leave them alone. Like, this is yeah. not a call of point for action or anything. This is just, like, a Carl trying to explain his side of the story. Yeah, I'm just trying to do a, like, you know, a rundown of what went on. From my perspective, because like you know, we're going to get to it's like been is just taken on a life of its own, and mm-hmm. um, so this person, Helen, they uh, retweeted that, and they said, and I'm going to quote them verbatim here. Um, That's hilarious because they offered me fifty dollars for a ten to fifteen page script. Hey guys, why don't you think there aren't more? Sorry, hey guys, why do you think there aren't more women in comedy? Probably just because we're not funny, right? 
And, and Lucas, just like you know, just reading that um, or hearing that at face value, thoughts so far. Well, you know, if I read that tweet rightly, so I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, why like, is this that's man getting paid? Yeah, this man's getting paid five hundred dollars, ten times what you offered a woman for seemingly more work. Because if you compare twenty minutes of being drinking beer and talking to a fifteen-page script, like that does sound fucking bullshit. Uh, yeah, like fifty dollars to research and write an entire ten to fifteen-page script is ridiculous. Yeah. It is, yeah, and it's all, it sounds so ridiculous that there has to be something else going on here, right? You would hope so, but knowing the world of writing, that not isn't necessarily the case. But yeah, like you would hope so. Yeah, and it turns out, Lucas, that there was something else going on here because, like, as I said, unbeknownst to me, like this was going on because, like, I don't have like notifications on for like mm-hmm. quote tweets or anything like that because I don't care. Right. Yeah. Like, the only thing I care about is, like, you know, direct messages and stuff to me because, like, that's what impacts my brand. So, Mm. unbeknownst to me, this had started, like, an entire, like, conversation about cracks and me, you know, by extension, um, being sexist because what the fuck's going on here? You're paying a guy five, like, ten times what you offered a woman. And the editor that I mentioned previously um, just went in to the, like, you know, this tweet and responded just breaking it down. Mm-hmm. And Lucas, I believe that you are aware of this because you got tagged in it, yes? Uh, yeah, they they tagged me in it just as like um, one of the tweets was like part of the money is used to pay editors like Lucas Canto Legend, like me, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Lucas, just like, you know, from your perspective, because obviously you saw this tweet, you saw the breakdown, like, like what did the editors say? Like, Joe, just um, give us, like, you know, the gist of what they said. I'm, I've not got them in front of me or anything. I'm like, going do I, I'm trying to look for them now. Off the, off the dome at the moment, but yeah, it was to... roughly um, that, look, we asked Carl to, you know, make a video with us, which requires, like, filming and, you know, making sure that everything gets edited, blah, 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 and that's where I got mm-hmm. tagged in. Um, also, we work with a woman who gets paid the exact same rates for their episodes that we work on them with. Um, mm-hmm. And then a- another, like, part two was the person who quote tweeted you, Helen, like, you didn't get offered to make a video for $50. We offered you $50 to, like, make a light edit on your original article. Yeah, man, that's the pertinent piece of information. That's, like, you know, the next part of this story. Because I said, I did not know this was going off until that editor messaged me and apologised. I'm really sorry if your mentions look like shit right now. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, oh, there's an argument going on. Did you not see? And I clicked. They sent me a link to it. It's obviously they quote tweeted me, but they didn't tag me in it. And people responding didn't tag me. So I didn't see any of this. Mm-hmm. And um, like, um, he, then he sent me the link to like um, his breakdown, during which, like as you mentioned there, and he clarified that this person, Helen, they were not being offered $50 to write an entire 10 to 15 page script. They were being offered $50 to um, edit a script they wrote mm-hmm. for use in the video, or for, or to, be, to be turned into a video. Yeah, the, Lucas, the point like, was kind of like, oh, this was written for um, crack.com. Can you just make a light edit to make it work better for video? Yeah, and that's something I've done in the past. Like, I worked there, found out. I literally did this job. I would take articles I'd written and then, like, you know, just tweak them slightly so they'd be, like, you know, better for being read out loud. Because stuff that sounds smart written down doesn't exactly sound great when it's read out loud. Not always, no. 
Yeah, and um, oh god, I lost my train of thought there. I had a point. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, and Lucas, like this is something that's obvious to me, as you know, some, I've got a decade of experience in this industry, so just forgive me um, uh, for like, making it if it sounds simple to me. But um, I'm just going to ask you a question now: Is editing an article different from appearing in a video? Very, very different. Yeah. So, so they're different things. They are different jobs. Yeah. So they're different jobs. Mm-hmm. And as different jobs, would you expect them to be compensated differently based on a variety of factors? Yeah. Yeah. So you know that, Lucas, as someone who's worked in this industry, admittedly you do work in this industry, but in a, um, a far more limited and niche role, and it's been for less time, yes? Yeah. Totally. But that's something that you know. Mm-hmm. That they're different jobs. Yeah. And they're paid differently. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just gonna let that sit. That they're, they're different things that are paid differently. So, with that in mind, Lucas, would you say um, it's disingenuous to compare the two? Yeah, I would, and you know, I still want to clarify. Like, maybe they saw that one comment and went, "What? He gets paid five hundred dollars for sitting around for twenty minutes. Like, I you wanted me to do." seemingly the, a similar amount of work in their head and yeah. get paid fifty dollars yeah and like you know what if they thought that i like, you know that's on them i don't know how they um, reacted um, we don't know how how helen thought at all no but I, I just want to put out there play devil's advocate of like yeah, even of if they read it at face value like it is different jobs but i can see why they'd be pissed off but also as well this is a person who's been in the industry for, I, and I'm not sure if they've been writing longer than me because I believe they started writing for Cracks after I left the website, but they could have written for other websites before that. But they've, you know, said they've been in the industry for roughly as long as I have. Mm-hmm. They must know that. They must know that content creation it wears many hats, and that, and they've worked presumably at, like myself in many different areas of that industry, from just writing articles to editing articles. Um, uh, to like you know, just doing just general um, uh, behind the scenes stuff. So they must be aware that there's different things expected and required to create content. Like none of them are more important than the other, but uh, you know, because like you know, an article, uh, a video can't get made without a script. Not always. No. <laughs> there's like, obviously well, our videos but, yeah. get made without a script, basically. But like, you know, yeah. you need a script to make a video. So like, you know, they're both important roles, but they are different roles and they're compensated differently. We talked previously, like, earlier, like the compensation that I'm paid. You know, it takes many things into account. Mm-hmm. And if someone thinks that's too much, that's their prerogative. And if someone thinks the compensation that um, Helen was offered was too little, that's also their prerogative. But here's the thing: as you mentioned, Lucas, they were being offered this money. As clarified by the editor who originally reached out to them, mm-hmm. you weren't just being offered $50 to write an entire script, which is how they framed it. Mm-hmm. You were being offered $50, which, again, people can say is too little if they want, but you were being offered this to edit an article you wrote and have already been paid for. Yeah, so, like, to clarify, this is an article they wrote for Cracked. Yes. So, Cracked already owned that and could... and have. And have already Very paid much. them for it. They they paid them in full for it, whatever the yep. going rate was at the time. And they very much are in the right to just straight up use that as a video script themselves without ever contacting them again. 
Yeah. And um, like Cracked does have like in-house people who could have done that edit. And as the editor who like, you know made this thread explained, um, as the person in charge of revamping the video part of the website, I felt obligated to reach out to the original author. Mm-hmm. I reached out to the original author, you, to make you the offer to edit this video because I wanted you to have first dibs on doing so because it's your article. They also clarified in this tw- like in this thread that um, the editing work required was minimal and is not at all like what you're framing as is like 15 full pages of work. It is you need to copy paste it into a Word document and just tweak some words. I even clarified if you would have copy pasted it into a Word document and sent that to me, I would have paid you. Mm -hmm. This was being done as like, you know, out of a sense of obligation to you as the original writer. Essentially uh, a courtesy call. Yeah. And they confirmed that I did the same thing with other people, male and female writers made them the same offer. And some of those writers took that offer. Some of them turned it down and, those writers who took that offer are now being paid more after they had a conversation with the editor and they agreed that the work being done did like the compensation did not feel fair. Mm-hmm. So like they're now being paid like a hundred dollars. Some of them are even in talks to have their own spin-off series turned into videos for which they might make starring roles or you know work in a more prominent capacity on them, earning more money still. Yeah, and I think that's one thing um, that like you know fair enough if. They're getting paid more. Maybe the the original fifty dollar offer was a bit low, but even then, like again, it they were framing that fifty dollar offer in a very different capacity. Yeah, they were disingenuously framing it. And one of the things that um, um, I didn't realize until it was pointed out to me by my girlfriend is because um, she asked like, "How much do you get paid for writing an article for Crats?" Well, you know, what? I don't know. And when I left, the going rate for um, a frequent contributor was two hundred fifty dollars an article. I'm not sure this person got paid. Like the average went from one hundred dollars to two fifty. So mm-hmm. at minimum, it was probably like one hundred fifty dollars have been paid in total if they took that offer. At most, it would have been three hundred. And if it was that the upper end of that, if they'd been paid two fifty for the original edit and writing of the article and then fifty dollars for that edit, they would have technically been being paid more than me because, as mm-hmm. mentioned, I give half the money straight away to you, the editors, to edit yep. the video and then take the two fifty and put it into the crack coffer. Oh, not crack the fact fiend coffers. Mm-hmm. So realistically, they'd have been paid more than me, which I just found amusing, if they were being paid that top white offer. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know what? Uh, you know, so we've clarified so far. So, Lucas, what's going on so far? Because there's other things that we need to mention here. Which, uh, uh, if you can help me, like you're doing fact feed videos, like where are yeah. we? What page are we on? Where are we? Uh, so, you know, you've, you've posted the screenshots, they've quote tweeted you, and then um, the, the, the editor from Cracked has responded with a thread explaining a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, I'm like, like the pay and what was required from each role. And I would frame that thread as a complete asshole blowout because they broke down everything they said as being like completely wrong. Like you are disingenuously like Helen is disingenuously framing this and trying to put it forward as like, you know, sexism. Like you're accusing us of being sexist. And you mentioned earlier one of the things that's mentioned in this thread is um there is somebody else we contacted to create videos like Carl is doing for us. And they are also being paid $500 and they are a woman. Mm-hmm. There is literally a woman being paid the same amount for the job Carl is doing. And I obviously, I don't think they would have felt that necessary to point out. Apart from the fact that they that framed, framed this originally as, wow, like this is why women can't be in comedy. And I'd like to point out as well, the person saying this is a prominent woman 
mm. the comedic industry who still cites Cracked as one of the reasons you will know their name. Mm-hmm. Like their Twitter profile literally says, like you might, or oh, I think like their website says, you might recognize my name from Cracked. Okay, yeah. Which is just one of those like, you know, just those little bits of irony of why aren't there more notable female um, comedians on the internet? Says notable female comedian, like, you know, while you know, framing it as like this website's um, dealings are doing this. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you owe, like myself, like basically your entire career um, to this website that gave you that platform. But anyway. Um, uh, I just want to take a, a side note to say, like, I think it would be unfair to not mention this. Like, just, I am very aware that, like, pay discrepancy between men and women is very exists, real. Yeah. The pay gap and is real. The pay gap is real, and the lack of, like, female representation in higher-up jobs is very poor. It I'm, is, yes. I'm, I'm not saying that, like, there's no misogyny within, like, general industries, and especially, like, um And in like comedy, comedy, there is, yes, too. In comedy, there is, like, a 100%. definite... There is 100%, like, no sexism in this industry. But in this case, that was not what's happening. Mm-hmm. As evidenced by the fact that other people were offered the same amount that she was, men and women, and the offer that they think like I'm being offered that seems like you no know, unfair, and they're framing as being given to me because I'm a man was also offered to a woman who's been asked to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I've like thought about this for a person. I've tried to put like an analogy for it for people who may be like you no, know, not too into like the world of writing, like comedic writing, which is admittedly a niche thing. So I thought of a. A messy metaphor, if you'd like to go on this messy metaphor with me, Lucas, before we continue. Okay, sure. And like the metaphor I thought was like I we've both worked in bars, right? Uh I mean I've worked on a in bar, a restaurant. In a restaurant. Service in- so you've worked in a yeah. service industry, yeah? Yes. Okay, so let's pretend now that um you are Helen. And like, instead of being a comedic writer online, she works in a bar. And let's just say like I, I'm in this position, I'm gonna be like the editor, and like I'm gonna be the boss or the manager or the supervisor of that bar. And let's say, Lucas, like you come in and you work a full day shift. You do a full shift Mm -hmm. at this bar and you're paid for that full shift. And at the end of the shift, I come to you and I say, look, um, I know your shift's over. I know you're you're putting your coat on. I can see that you're about to like walk out the door. But Mm -hmm. could you just stay behind for a bit longer and help me tidy some stuff up? Like I can ask somebody else to do it, but since you're here and you know the bar better like because obviously like, you've been here when everything with all the stuff going on today mm-hmm. you're the person best suited for that job i'll pay you more for doing it i'll give you a bit extra money i'll chuck like you know an extra 20 quid onto your pay packet this week could you just do me that favor mm-hmm. right and so far i think that's like you know an apt comparison i mean it's something that's happened to me many a time yeah but as well like, it's the apt comparison like you've been paid for this work and I'm gonna. Would you like to stay on yeah. and do a little bit of extra? Like, you know, you, we know you weren't like you know. You've been paid. paid in full for your shift, but I just need this extra little nit nitpick from you, like yeah. Yeah, and I will pay you for doing that extra work. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, like there are a number of things that you can do in response. Like you can say no, um, and just go home. You mm-hmm. can say that's not my job, yeah. which is not. You can say it's not my job, and then say I want more money. Which again is an option people have because that's what happened with some of the people who did take that offer. They took it and then realized, like, you know, there's more work than expected here. I want more money. Yeah. And they, they, they took that. Um, uh, and, you know, all those options are valid. But I think the thing here is, like, I don't think any reasonable person hearing about that interaction 
would say that the boss is not at the very least being fair. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Like you can argue that, like you know, they should have offered more money, but like you know, it's a pretty fair offer, all things considered. It's like you're here. It's like you know, it's the work you did. You just want to save the extra for a bit more money. You can say no, but I thought I'd ask you since you're here and you know it best. Yeah. And in in that vein, Lucas, I imagine like you're Helen, you go home, and you like go on Facebook and you just like put a message out there saying, "I can't believe." My boss just asked me to do a full shift and tidy down the entire bar for twenty quid. To Would just you, tidy uh, down the bar after the shift? To no, like, no, do, do the full shift. Oh right, I get, I get what you mean now. Yeah, and they offer me twenty quid to do a full shift and tidy down the bar. And um, would you say that's an unfair um, and not an inaccurate um, summary of the events that just transpired? Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Just like an inaccurate summary of what happened. Yeah, and similarly, you know, they were like they've been offered money to do it, but they're framing it as I'm going to create an entire article from scratch. It's like, no, that's not an accurate representation of what you've been asked to do here, and it's unfair to say so. Mm-hmm. And now let's just imagine, Luke, is when you put this down, like, um, and me, like the boss, just goes like the f- the the fuck are you doing, and tries to clarify in your mentions or like the comments, like you weren't. Being, I didn't ask you to do the entire shift for 20 quid. I asked you to stay on extra, and you said no. Mm-hmm. And then I got somebody else in to do it. You are not being fair here. Yeah. Right, are you following the comparison? Like, that's the thing. Like, no, I'm, I am, worried yeah. that, and like, I'm worried about like, this, like, this metaphor. It is, a, being... it is a bit messy, but yeah, I get what your point is. Like, this is just, you know... Uh... The, the place for like where the the editor at crack comes in and just gives that like nice thread break like that breakdown like the asshole blowout of that's not how it went down and I know that you know that because you were there and I honestly I, as I said I got mentioned in this just as a clarification of like look part of the money goes towards editors like me part of that five hundred dollars that Carl has paid um and I looked at that thread and went Okay, yeah, it looks like he's done a good job explaining everything. Yeah, and let's just imagine that, like that. You're there and you say, Well, no, I've got a gotcha here. I've got a gotcha. You have a DJ that comes to this bar. You pay them $500 or 500 quid to do a DJ set. And your response to that is, That's a DJ set. I, that, that's a completely different job. I don't get what your point is. Mm-hmm. They're completely different things that, you know, require. Um, different skill sets for which you are compensated according to, um, uh, I know what that skill, like the effort needed to, like, you know, acquire that skill set, or that's you know how it should be. Yeah, and you know, for example, and I, in think, this in this thing, I'm the DJ, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like they are totally different skill sets. And if you think, well, it's not fair that like a DJ gets paid more for a set than a worker does for a full shift. That's just kind of like the going rates. And generally speaking, being like an on-video presence pays better than being a writer. Yeah, and you can say that, you know, the, again, we're not saying that the pay here, like we're not, the pay is completely incidental. We're talking about, you can argue that it was like, the DJ has been paid so much or the staff is not being paid enough. But the fact of the matter is like, you know, they're, comp- they're different jobs and they're compensated differently. It is yeah. disingenuous to compare the two as if they are the same, because mm-hmm. they're not. And then imagine if you start accusing your boss of like, oh, like, were you being sexist? Because, and then again, like, you framed it in this, like, you know, this thread on your Facebook where only your friends are seeing it and your boss is trying to, like, you know, uh, like, you know, 
state their cause that, oh, well, why is it that the man gets to be a DJ when me, the woman, has to stay behind the scenes and clean up? And then your boss is like, the fuck are you talking about? We've got two DJs and the other one's a woman and they're mm. paid the same amount. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And that can lead us. And then imagine, Lucas, your response to that is, look, I'm not going to talk about this anymore. Mm. I don't I don't feel that I need to defend myself in this situation. Because yeah. that can lead us to what happened next. Well, I was, I was going to point out, yeah, like to clarify the this breakdown of a thread of what happened was not responded to by Helen at all. No, she did not respond to it, which is, this is why I, I am more inclined now to believe that. Um, it's not that they made a mistake, it's that they are being deliberately disingenuous, either because they're too proud or because they just realise that they've backed themselves into a corner now and they framed it as, they've gone for this sexism angle mm-hmm. and that started to gain traction, as we'll get to in a moment, and they can't back down now, so they have to just keep doubling down. Hmm. And because, like, again, I did not see any of this. And this is where my girlfriend enters the picture. Because my girlfriend, God bless her, um, when I have things like this of, like, you know, just, like, just drama, for lack of a better term, online, she's yeah. usually the person who's like, look, Carl, it's not a big deal. Like, forget about it. And I will generally, like, you know, run my responses to this stuff, like, past her. And it's like, does this seem harsh? Does this make me seem like a dick? And she'll look at it and go, eh, it's fine. I'll don't post that and I won't. Um, in this situation... She came to me like, have you seen what she's fucking saying? Mm-hmm. And I went, no, I, I've, I've been working. What's going on? And again, I'm going to read this quote verbatim. This was like a couple of days afterwards. Or I think maybe the next day. Um, okay. After, as you mentioned, like the editor made this thread like blowing her arsehole out and explained like, you are wrong. You are, mis- you are misrepresenting what went on. It's not fair. Here's a full detailed breakdown of how this actually went down that they did not respond to whilst simultaneously responding to everyone saying this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I can't believe um, they treat a woman like this. It's like, but we're not. And this is the point where I started to feel bad for the editor because they were trying really hard. I'm like, look, it's it's not this. Like, I We pay another woman the same thing that Carl gets paid. And I, I offered the other writers who took the offer more money because I felt bad. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. Is there any way we can work this out? It's like, just ignored. Yeah. And then just a day later, they said, and I and, uh, and I quote, I put myself in a bad position here where I have to sh- now try and publicly arbitrate why I think I deserve to be paid a decent wage for my work, and I don't want to do that, so I'm not going to. I said what I said, and I'm not deleting it. If someone feels they need to mine my old work for material, best of luck to them. I'm out there t- making fresh new comedy. Good night. And Lucas, thoughts so far. Um, it just, it seems bad to me that they've, like, you know, come out with this statement and thrown multiple people under the bus or in public, and then the moment they try to then defend themselves, like, you know, you and uh, the editor from Crack, like, come out and just say, look, this is not how it seems, then it's like, well, I'm done talking about it now. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this. I don't to about myself. It's yeah, like, I don't feel that I have to justify what I said. And it's like, but that thing that you said is now affecting multiple people. Yeah, and including their potential, me. like, jobs and careers. Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, this is where I need to point out, like, I'm not upset about this. Like, my girlfriend is, and she's real fucking mad about it. Like, I'm not upset. Like, 
the reason I'm annoyed is because it started to fall. Like the fallout had started to come. Like this is where the fallout started, and it started to spill out onto this editor mm-hmm. who was just trying to do their job, and that's why I feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. this editor is getting shat on and accused of being a sexist. Like and and like you know by proxy I am as well because I'm involved in this situation, mm-hmm. and that just doesn't feel good. Especially like you know as I hope we've clarified by now, there is no element of that. If anything. Like it shows that we were treating her really fairly because at no point did like either of us treat her differently because she's one. We were treating her as a peer. Mm-hmm. She was being treated as a peer in the industry, and we, uh, at least I think uh, the editor, when they made that really detailed breakdown, uh, was hoping that as a peer in the industry, they would understand that and realize, look, there's more going on here than like you know you're saying to your audience. And I know that you know this because you've worked in this industry too. And it's yeah. really not fair for you to frame it this way as it's like you're being paid less because you're a woman, because you're not, you're being offered the same as other people. You say that that amount's not fair, but to frame it like this, like this, is that's not. Yeah, exactly. And rather than acknowledge that, as I said, um, they responded to every person or most of the people responding to them saying, oh, this is bullshit. I can't believe, like, you know, us women are still treated like this, but then ignored the response from the person. The only other person who has any background, like, actual, you know, knowledge of the situation, breaking it down. Yeah, the only the only person they actively, seemingly ignored was the one other person involved. Yeah. And that's where, like, I start to get annoyed. Because it's like, but you're wrong. Like you're not framing this fairly. You're still leaning into the fact that you're being paid less because you're on. You're framing it as if like I have to defend wanting to be paid a fair wage for my work because I'm a woman. Is it? That's not what's happening here. And even if, as I mentioned earlier, like even if you feel like you were being like undercharged for your work and they were, you know, offering a poor rate, mm-hmm. like that should be. A different conversation than like being sexist because you were being offered the exact same rate as everybody else being offered that work yeah and it's your prerogative to turn that down which they did which brings us to you know my role in this story because for the most mm-hmm. part so far i've been pretty um like you know i've been talking about it a lot but you know for my for the most part i've been pretty um passive yeah. i was involved in this story but like, you know my involvement was i tweeted something out that then got retweeted and then that started, like, you know, a whole cascade effect of, um, like, you know, people shitting on this poor dude just trying to do his job and me by extension. Mm-hmm. And I think when the original thing broke down, I, like, tried to, like, you know, I think I mentioned, like, look, this is not a fair representation of what's going on. Also, I don't appreciate, um, the, like, the shade being thrown here that I don't deserve that money. I've mm-hmm. worked for 10 years to build the audience that I have, and that's one of the reasons I was paid so much, which we've talked about, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but for the most part, you know, my role in this was pretty passive. And then while speaking to this editor, um, like, I was just like trying to like, you know, just pick their brains. Like, why are they like going so hard on this? Why are they going so hard on this angle? Because I was baffled. Like, like, you explained yourself. Like, why are they like still trying to insist that it's this, this is the reason that it's happening when you've explained it and you've like you know got receipts to show that like it's not what they're saying it is like yeah yeah and uh, that resulted in having a conversation where he revealed um just yeah i never got a good vibe from this helen anyway 
um, because like when I reached out to them in the same way that I reached out to you, um, uh, they were just like, really fucking smarmy in a way that um, was amusing, um, especially considering that like their reach online is a fraction of what yours is. And when I reached out to you, you were incredibly um, humble and modest about it. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, let's work together. It sounds awesome. And that might be the fact I was offered more money. Yeah, but, of course. Yeah. Like To them, it was still amusing that um, a person was like, look, we've got an old article of yours we're going to turn into a video. Um, do you want to just do like some basic editing work on it for $50? They were like, I am better than... Like, they responded in a way that's basically like, I am better than this. Mm. And I asked them, well, what do you mean they responded? Like they sent um, in a message to me um, what I read as a paraphrasing of what had been said in their initial email interaction. Right, okay. And again, I'm just going to read this verbatim. So one more second here. Um, yeah. So this is in response to the message of like, oh, hey, we've got this job. Um, we've got your article. I thought as a courtesy, I reached out to you, the original author, um, $50 to edit it. Um, if you're interested, let me know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And they responded, um, you know, in this, what I assumed was like, you know, a paraphrased recollection of it. Thanks for thinking of me, but I'm too experienced at this point to be working for $50 a script. Even if it's based on my old research, I'm making $50 an hour for social media work and $50 a page for a comic book scripting job I just started. So that would be a considerable step back for me. Plus, I'm not sure our comedic sensibilities align. And Lucas, just thoughts on that? Um, well, there's two ways of reading that, right? It's there are, like, yes. look, I, the, the first way of reading it is like how it sounded there where you read it very straight and just, look, I'm I'm earning more money than that is worth to me right now. Like I don't want to do that anymore. Uh, the other way of reading it would kind of be like that. Well, you know, I'm above this work. Yeah, and that's the way I read it now with everything else that's gone on. Especially because like, you know their their response to I didn't get paid five hundred dollars. What the fuck? Because mm-hmm. the way to read that when you combine those two things, the the only real way to read it is they think they deserve that amount of money too for their work. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure how else to read it. Like, if, you know, if someone else reads it a different way, um, I'm sure they're going to let me know. But um, with those two things in mind, I can't read it as any other way. Like, they think they are the hottest shit in the world, and they need, they deserve that amount of money too. And again, like that might not be the case, but it it doesn't leave me with the best impression when the the first thing that they did was jump to like they are being sexist. Yeah. Like um, they're offered and like, when their response to like being offered a wage is like I earn more than this. Like it's not even worth like getting out of bed. I won't scratch my ass for this amount of money. When it and, could have just know, been a simple like you know no. thanks for the offer, but I'm all right. And you know that's tone policing their response, and that is like you know women do have to struggle with that a lot. So I'm gonna like, yeah know, yeah use sure. myself as an example here, and I am known for responding very tersely to sponsors. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple videos on the channel of me being a, like a smarmy dickhead to sponsor like bad sponsors like Audible and Raid Shadow Legends. Mm-hmm. I don't speak like that to my peers. I don't. I wouldn't like, and that's one of the reasons like that. You know, this editor was just he brought it up. It's like yeah, when I yeah. co- reached out to you, I was not even expecting a response because like your channel was like you know make so successful i didn't even think you'd want to give a shit like you've not worked for the site for a decade now i didn't even think i'd get a response and you responded in like half an hour and was really excited and enthused about working together and was like really hands-on with the project that i suggested and again that that 
if you want to see it as like, well, Carl was only that way because it was like easy money. You can you can see it that way, but like at the end of the day, yeah, I, from my experience with you, you are as you say, like very um, what would you say, terse with uh, sponsors that are bad, yeah. but like generally speaking, when you're you're talking to others that you have respect for, like you are very polite. Yeah, my peers, um, yeah. I think that way. And um, this is why I have to hold my hands up. Because as I said, I read this as a paraphrasing of a conversation that they had. Mm-hmm. And I screenshotted that paraphrasing of the conversation because we were talking on Discord. Yeah. And I put that out online because I'm like, this is just a funny addendum to me. Because with all the other stuff that's gone on, like this really does colour the entire um, uh, um, conversation that's going on right now. Mm. When like it's when you know that the person's immediate response is to like just look down on it and like I in a way of like I am above this because I don't and know that, how again, else you can read that. Yeah, that I is get your paid reading more of the it. situation. Yeah, like, and that's the way you read it with everything that else that's gone on. And not to mention as well the thing of like I don't think the smarmy, I don't think our comedic sensibilities align as they continue to cite cracked as an influence for their style and the reason that you know them and write for websites that ape cracked style. Regardless of like how you want to read it, that lines like that are unnecessary. If you just want to say no, say no. Yeah, and again, like you know, that's telling policing, and like I know women do suffer with that a lot. But I'm not speaking here because you want to speak as a peer. And yeah, and that, that's why I a... am I am being cautious here and doing my best to play devil's advocate because yeah, I know that this genuinely is a problem. It is, yeah. Uh, but like, no, that's the way I read it, and I read it as a paraphrasing of a conversation they had. I put that out. And then about, I want to say two hours later, the same thing happened where I got a message off his edit of like, um, can you please take that down? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, I was, again, I just, I pulled out when I was at work and they're like, yeah, um, they're saying that you're trying to dox them. Like, what? So, yeah. Um, they're now saying that you leaked their private correspondence and that you're trying to dox them and harass them off the internet. I'm getting emails can like from the people that are sharing this story. Can you please take that down? And I did um, at their behest. And they also asked me, um, can you just not say anything? Mm-hmm. And whilst I had no formal agreement to do that, so I'm a contractor for cracks. Um, yeah. Or I was a contractor for crack because I'm not anymore, which we can get to in a moment. I stayed quiet and like, you know, I'm, I won't say anything because you asked me to. Yeah, and that, that's fair enough. It is just like a, you know, okay, I'm, I'll leave this situation. Just yeah, here. and I'll hold my hands up, and this is where I'll say, I did that. I took that screenshot. I shared it online. I will own up to the like the fallout and repercussions from doing that, mm-hmm. which you know has happened now. I am like no no longer associated with cracks in that way, and I can go to the detail yeah. in a moment. But yeah, I will own up to doing that, and. Yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think the way it's being framed is fair. Yeah. Because, as mentioned, like, it got immediately got framed as, I am trying to dox and harass this person. And the word dox um, carries a lot of very negative connotations. Yeah, very much. And Cade is just... Yeah, he's agreed. He's, he's, he's barking in agreement of, like, yes. Uh, yeah. There we go. So yeah, I think so. A, a delivery's just arrived at my door. So like, obviously, Kate's like someone's invading the house. He is, yes. Um, like, and Joe, you know what? Someone would be able to invade your house really easily if, um, like, you dox them and post their address online. It's like, um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll hold my hands up. I, I, mean, I didn't realise it was like, you know, an exact verbatim quote from that person. Mm-hmm. As I said, I thought it was a um, just paraphrased recollection of it. And that was their private correspondence. And I shared that online. And that is wrong. Yeah, fair. And I did something wrong. I will, I, you know, I will take what the repercussions are. Those repercussions have been um, that, you know, my deal with Cracked has fallen through. Um, I'm not going to be, like, you know, working with them in the future. And I'll get to like, the details on that in a lot. But yeah, it being framed as, and this is the thing where like, it goes into what happened initially, where like, there is context here that is being ignored, which I'm hopefully now trying to provide, mm-hmm. where it has now taken, this has taken on a life of its own. And as of this morning, um, I am getting um, messages from people saying that I am trying to harass this person off the internet. And there are people saying that Kratz management internally leaked those messages to me in an attempt to discredit and harass and dox this person. That is not the case. I was having a casual conversation with the editor. That mm-hmm. conversation, you know, I've described how it happened. During that conversation, they mentioned, oh, yeah, like this, like they were just really smarmy. I didn't like it. Oh, what do you mean they were smarmy? Oh, this is what they said. I took that, and that's how it's done. And that's, but it's now taken on a life of its own. And presumably, that's why we're having this discussion today. We're having this discussion, yes, because um, it has spread like wildfire. And I said, you know, I did something wrong, but I don't think it's fair for it to be represented as me trying to dox and harass a woman off the internet. Yeah, yeah. Because that's really mean. I'm presuming, like, as, you know, people can hopefully guess from this entire conversation, that you were just kind of, like, putting something out there to try and defend the situation on your, like, your side. It wasn't even that from my side, because I, I, you know, I posted it with a pithy comment, uh, which was, uh, if I remember I haven't seen this to clarify. Yeah, it was a pithy comment about, like, if, I, if anyone ever hears me talking about my work like this, send a search party to find me, because it means I've crawled up my own ass to smell my farts. Fair enough then, yeah. Yeah, because, like, no, I'm generally of the mindset that writing online, especially comedic writing, is not a big deal. Like, it is one of the most disposable, just trivial jobs. I'm, I'm glad that I get to do it for a living, but you're not writing Shakespeare. You're not writing high art. You write dick jokes on the internet. And that's been my mindset. And when I saw that breakdown, it just amused me to see somebody take it so seriously and act like they are above the work, at least as it appeared to me. Mm-hmm. When, as mentioned during the conversation, it's like, you're like a dozen times more successful than they are. And you don't give a shit. Fair. And this led to just I have been getting harassing um, and angry messages all day. And I could go through a number of them right now. But I think just one that sums this up, I think just encapsulates them, uh, the, the fallout and just the fervor with which people are trying to um, get to me is Someone just tweeted at me yesterday saying, every time at Cal Smallwood hears the word now, his mass shooting daydream gets one woman longer. Okay, that's a real jump. And that is from, you know what, they sent it to me publicly. This person can fuck off, because that's an awful thing to say. That's Riley Black on Twitter. Fuck you. And this is why we are having this discussion in this podcast in the way that I'm comfortable, which is bouncing off of another person. Mm -hmm. Because 
there is no way I am ever going to be able to explain this to a person whose response to it is to infer I have violent, misogynistic fantasies about brutalizing women. Especially not in like 240 characters or whatever. Exactly, yeah. And I know for a fact that pe- that person, likely, and all the people who are similarly, um, just you like just getting annoyed about this, they're not going to listen to this. They've mm-hmm. already uh, made their decision about me. And I think if you send in a public comment to somebody like that, they probably have yeah already made up their mind about like, it. They've already made up their mind, and that's their prerogative. Like, fair enough. I don't think that's fair, but like you do. And, like, you know, I've been getting messages like that all day, and it's led to um, just some of the things, like, people saying that I'm, you know, sexist, I'm transphobic, I'm trying to harass a woman off the internet. It's like, the fact she's a woman never came into it for me. Like, I treated her as a peer. Mm-hmm. And um, as mentioned, though, um, this has drawn the ire of the one person in my life who generally just doesn't give a shit about any of this stuff, and that is my girlfriend, who I've made several mentions to. And I know that the kind of person who's leaving messages saying that I violently fantasize about brutalizing women is going to jump down my throat um, mentioning my girlfriend saying you're just using that as an excuse or you're speaking for her or um, like maybe even like you don't have a girlfriend I'm just saying that. So, honey, yeah. just, you're going to come through here for a minute. Okay. Um, like the, She wants to act like... Do you know the bit we have of my girlfriend just yelling off camera? Okay. I asked her, like, do you want to do that? And she's like, no, I want to actually, like, say my piece because I've been really upset about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, honey, like, you know, just your thoughts so far. So, like, what have you covered? I've just been, like, pre- pretty much everything so far. Okay. Like, first off, I guess disclaimer... Like, you're probably thinking, like, oh, his girlfriend, of course, she's, like, always on board with whatever he's saying. But, like, Carl, you know, sometimes I've been, like, that's too far. Yeah, we mentioned that, yeah. yeah. I, I said that sometimes, <laughs> I'll run stuff back, you like, that was really mean. <laughs> this is not one of those times. Like, this is one of those times I've seen something and it's just, like, made my blood boil. Yeah. First of all, this has blown way out of proportion. And it is so incredibly telling to me, because I imagine you've covered all the different ways that this is upsetting. Yes, that I think. <laughs> she has responded to neither you nor in the original thread. Like, once he clarified why there were pay discrepancies, all that good stuff, nothing. No tagging, no responding, nothing. And she's acting like you are bullying her, and... I checked because I thought, oh no, what if there's like some weird fact fiend fans who like came for her? I cannot find anything. Either she is like that on it with deleting comments or there has been none. Obviously, I can't see her DM, so I don't know 100%, but there's nothing. There is nothing there. (laughs) She's just wrong. Yeah, that's the noise I've heard you make a lot the last few days. <laughs> and they find these things so incredibly upsetting, especially when people are saying all the stuff about, like, you being sexist, you being this, you being that, all that stuff. Because, like, I pride myself in trying to keep 
myself and you very well informed on these things. Mm-hmm. Can confirm. Yeah, there are. I'd like to say I, I've used my platform to be outspoken on a lot of these issues and, you know, just try and just generally say, like, you know, I support women. Like, one of the people who works for the channel is a fucking woman. Yeah. Who I've literally given a career in this industry. Yeah, and, like, I can't think of anybody else in my life who is more supportive of my career than you. And, like, a, just, I mean, even your support of, like, Melissa and stuff like that. Uh, for contact, she is um, uh, make takes rude photos for OnlyFans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you knew, like, oh, potentially, like, shouting her out could get me demonetized, and you're like, no. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's frustrating. It mm. is so incredibly frustrating, and I'm sorry that it's turned out this way for you. Oh, it's fine. Like, you know, it's like we're going to get to like, you know, the conclusion of how it all went down and I like, know the results that it has been for me. But anything more you'd like to say? Just <laughs> anything else I would say would just be incredibly rude. and <laughs> So I just shouldn't say it. Okay. It just... Thank you. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me rant on your podcast. It's okay. I knew People that. People can't see the disgusted faces I'm making and like looking at you being like, what is this? While I'm flapping my hands. Yeah, it's fine. But... It, it plays well for the audio listeners. <laughs> Anyways, good luck with the rest of the podcast. No problem, Thank dear. You. Thank you. It's okay. You can slam the door. There we go. Uh, so uh, hopefully that came through for you, Lucas, like pretty clear. Uh, yeah, I, I, there was a couple of times I think it noise gated a little bit, but yeah, I, yeah. That came and hopefully it, come, it gets picked up on my end for um, uh, when no, this gets um, just edited and put out. But yeah, I thought I'd give her the chance, like say, because I know that the kind of people who are leaving comments and sending me DMs accusing me of being like the most horrendous kind of misogynist, like you know, a mass shooter, mm-hmm. are going to like you know just use that as a club to say no, you don't. Your girlfriend doesn't say that, and. One of the things that's really sad, at least Joe, from a personal perspective about this, mm-hmm. is like me and my, I'm generally private about my personal life. I mention my girlfriend on the podcast and stuff, but not too often in stuff that's more public, yeah. like uh, videos and things of that nature. And like we went to Alton Towers yesterday and we took like a really nice photo together. And I was like, I want to take, I want to share this photo. And then I just looked at my like Twitter DMs and saw all these responses. I went, I can't post this because all we're going to get, because we know. Like both me and my girlfriend looked at each other and we'd like have that knowing glance of if I post this photo or tag you in it, all that's gonna happen is you're gonna get told that you are an idiot for dating me and just get give like told like the most horrible, uh, most vile, horrendous shit is gonna get sent your way as a result of this. Yeah, it would not look the best if like timing wise if you're yeah. like being accused of being sexist and then you put up a photo like look. look me and my girlfriend. My girlfriend. It's like no that's that's probably a wise decision to not put that up at the moment. And that's just one of those things where it's like, it would have been nice to share that photo, but whatever. And um, mm-hmm. uh, that brings me to, like you said, um, it would not be a wise decision, like optics-wise, to do that. And um, that can bring us all the way to um, how this is ending. Because this is still an ongoing thing. Like, I'm currently, like, Joe, when I was, like, no, just getting all the details, mm-hmm. like, I'm having people, like, send me direct messages just saying, like, you're a fucking piece of shit. And I'm not really involved in this matter apart from you know being an, an editor and whatnot and tangentially being involved 
But like, um, just please don't send messages to Carl or anyone involved, anyone mentioned in this podcast. Just what's well, the thing? I'm happy like, for them to send me messages, and you know what? If someone's well, listening I'm not this far, though, Carl, I'm not thinking? like you. You're okay, very but... supportive of me and helping me, like you know, work for Fact Fiend and stuff. So, like, I want to say that I'm not happy with people messaging you. Yeah, and that's it. But if they were, like they hear all this and they still have something to say about it, that's fair. If you want to have like a nuanced discussion about this, like maybe I'm not going to respond immediately, but you know what? That door is open. If after all this you've got like, you know, there's still issues, like after I've held up my hands to like the mistakes and say I'm gonna own the mistake that I made and the repercussions of it. Which brings us to, as I said, um, alluded to multiple times, um, I no longer have that deal with cracks. Um, I got mm-hmm. a message yesterday just from the editor saying, look, I can you know, I can read it out in verbatim, just um, like, you know, in part. So I've uh, been talking with a bunch of contractors and the plan for now is to go quietly on a hiatus. Uh, nothing against you personally and really nobody like here at the uh, Crack does, but it's too much for us to deal with right now. We're not planning on making a statement or doing anything to exacerbate it further. Um, but... Um, oh, sorry, and I really don't know that you need to either unless you feel like it's important. I don't want you to feel like we're muzzling you or anything. So that's the only reason that we're recording today is that that guy gave me like you know, just the go-ahead of, look, like I can confirm it's not impacting me because that was my worry. Hmm. My worry was that by doing this, I was going to get that guy fired and that guy does not deserve that and I would feel fucking horrendous if that was the case. Mm-hmm. I'm happy if I, you know, I've lost my gig with them because you know I said something stupid, I've done something silly. I'm like you know paying for it, but like the idea that somebody else would be punished for something that I did, like similar to like you know my girlfriend, like her getting shit for being associated with me, that's not fair. Yeah, of course. Like you guys getting shit for being associated with me, that's not fair. And I know, I know that as I'm saying this, there is probably somebody. Um, presumably the person that you know sending those like vile awful messages to me who's like framing this as a victory and is likely thinking that i'm really upset about this that i'm like you no know, super salty that you know this deal that i made has like fallen through and i'm losing income from it but to paraphrase the person who started all of this by just being salty that i was getting paid more than them i really don't care like i get paid ten thousand dollars a month from youtube I don't need this gig. I didn't need this gig. It was fun, so I took the offer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, like, you know, to express myself creatively in a slightly different fashion, but I don't need the gig. And yeah, Lucas's thoughts. Because I know I mentioned this to you yesterday. It was like, you know, I'll give you a heads up. And yeah. you were like, I'm glad you give me the heads up because this would have pissed me off to hear it live. Yeah, it would have done. And um, again, not like. Because of the income, because obviously, like, regardless, Fat Fiend is still doing well and we're still getting paid to edit Fat Fiend videos and there's enough to go around for the editors. It's not. That's the one, yeah. There's no, there's absolutely zero, um, it, like, impact on the channel itself. Like, yeah, we're losing that $500, but the channel really doesn't need, like, that is, you know, I'm not gonna, you know what, I never get a chance to toot my own horn about my success. So I'm gonna do it, like, the channel's doing fine. Mm hmm. Like, like I said, I make $10,000 a month. And that's Ju- to clarify, like, that's what the company gets paid and then it's... Yeah, that's what the channel like, makes. Like, I personally don't know, but I own the company that makes that money, so... Yeah. Just before someone goes, 
Like fucking hell, Carl's paying himself like ten grand a month. It's no, no. The channel earns ten thousand dollars a month, and you know what? That's enough to give us all a really easy, just cushy gig, mm-hmm. and like you know, get to hang out as friends. So it doesn't impact the channel in the slightest. But my worry was it was going to impact somebody outside of it, and I yeah, really hated the idea. Like, you've actually put your hands up and said like you you did something that you shouldn't have probably said like. And you just didn't want, like, the person over at Crack to then get fired or be in trouble because of what you did. Yeah, I feel that what I did has been blown out of proportion. And I feel that um, the initial impetus for this whole thing was disingenuously framed. And that has played its part in it, this becoming so toxic a, um, a situation. Mm-hmm. Because if it wasn't initially framed that way, or if this person would have, um, or if this Helen, if they would have like you know read that response, because so presumably they did, and it's just they didn't like how it made them look, I guess. Because I can't I, I see any yeah. way anyone would be able to argue with that, and like you know, I've, we've, this has been a meandering conversation, but just that aspect of it, I and don't see say, how like, anyone could like the, be pissed off about that. They, it seems very weird if they haven't somehow seen that thread, even though it was like in response to them and from the person they they were. Contacted like seemingly checking all the responses they were getting and like um, responding like with exasperating like doubling down on the idea this was like a result of sexism which hopefully people listening at this point will realize like yeah it wasn't anything to do with that yeah the fact that they are a woman is completely incidental like no obviously something has happened that's gone wrong and i've held my hands up to that hopefully in a way that is satisfactory to people like, I'm not going to apologise for what I said and the way it said because, fuck it, I, I'm right. This person was being disingenuous in the way they fucking framed this. Because <laughs> the, con- like, you know what, context fucking matters and the context completely absolves um, uh, myself, at least in my opinion, of the fucking accusation of it being sexist. Mm-hmm. Like, someone could disagree with me on that one, but I really don't see how you could ever frame it that way from and like, like, my point of view. Yeah, whether you whether or not, like, I don't know, I haven't spoken to you about this, but whether or not you now have some kind of, like, grudge against this Helen, like, no. that's I, on mate, a, a personal level, but again, it's not to do with sexism. Like, mate, I don't care. Like I said, I yeah, treated so. them as a peer. I always thought of them as a peer. It's something I mentioned. Um, like just on Twitter is like the reason this is so frustrating is because I'm seeing other cracked writers, people I know, people I work with, people I know I looked up to in terms of their thing, just taking this at face value when they know how this fucking industry works. Mm -hmm. And just one little personal thing for me that is just really funny. This is a a silly thing, but this is one of those things that just makes me giggle. And it's like, you know, put like it's that one silver lining on this whole thing. Is um one of the former craft contributors that is like going the hardest on Twitter about me. Mm-hmm. Um I, I still am in contact with um a girl they dated back in the cracked writing days, um when I was like, you know, involved with the forums. And okay. I have it on good authority that they have a small penis. <laughs> and you know, that's you know. Like, besides the point, but every time I see this guy going really hard of, like, you're a piece of shit, I like, I know that he has a small penis. And also, that according to this girl, like, he was just a really shit fucking person in their relationship. 
and was like constantly asking them for money and things like that and was like just a not very pleasant person. Uh, which means that, like, obviously, like, they might not, and which to me is even funny because it, like, it doesn't even matter at that point if they have a small penis. The, fact, the fact that, that they, they were a dickhead. Yeah, the fact they treated someone so poorly that this woman will just say it as a way to, like, you know, get back at them mm-hmm. makes me giggle. And that's just one of those things, like, when I've seen that, I was looking and go, I know you've got a small dick. Or at the very least, you display small penis energy. So it's the same thing, really. <laughs> it's Lucas, like any final thought. I wanted to mention that because that's just like a, 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 a to quote myself, an amusing addendum to the story. I have nothing to say about that bit. Not that bit, no, but like Joe in general, because I, I think I kind of like oh, uh, cut you off a little when I said like when you first heard the story, you got really like you were mad and like you know you said thank uh, yeah, you for being like, a scientist, quantify your feelings and stuff. Just you know, um, knowing you for as long as I have done, knowing how. We've spoken, like, you know, on the podcast here, like, on Fact Fiend, on stream, whatever. Like, I would hope that people by now would have realised, like, that you are not sexist. And the fact that you are being framed as sexist for something that... I mean, ultimately, you didn't even have a role in, in the first place. You just took a good offer. Yeah. Um, But the fact that, as well, um, you know, the person that cracked... I've only worked with them on, you know, a small handful of occasions, but they seem like um, a very genuine person that was just trying to do something nice, and they're mm-hmm. getting no shot on it for it as well. Like, it just it it's really disheartening to see how poorly this has gone. Yeah, and like, you know, the fact that it's been framed that way is one of the reasons why it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And it's why, like, you you had my girlfriend on earlier; she's like getting really frustrated, just like. She knows that I agree. Like I'm not going to say anything. It's like, but they're wrong. It's like I know. Like they're like, and this whole thing was started by like them misrepresenting what went on. It's like I know. Mm-hmm. And they they know that they're wrong. It's like they probably do, yeah. But and again, like I'm not even asked about like the, the well, not not that I'm asked. I I don't really have much anger towards like oh i you know if they were making an argument i wasn't paid enough blah blah blah. it's just the fact that like you're both being framed as being like sexist to this like this is a very very different um like reason and it's an accusation as well that carries like a lot of weight it is yeah and it's one that i don't feel is fair and because as well it puts me in the on fortunate and unfair position of having to argue from a point where or argue from a position where I'm defending sexism. It's like, but this is nothing to do with that. It's you know, it's you, it's an industry thing. It was like, you know, a work conversation, like the fact you're always completely internet, especially as well considering that all authors on the site contribute like anonymously and write under pseudonyms. And yeah, I like I, I this is why I found it so difficult to properly express myself today like i hope i've done an all right job because again i I keep trying to reiterate this i don't want to make light of sexism like there are issues i really don't want to like sexism is an awful thing misogyny is an awful thing but i just don't think that's what this situation was yeah and the fact that it keeps getting brought into it like again it puts me in the like you know the unfortunate position of like i now have to like speak about it it's like but it's not something like you know it's not an aspect of this scenario. Like it is something that exists in the industry, and 
you know, I should probably acknowledge for the weird people in the comments going to point out, like Cracked does have um, like, you know, a history of dealing with this with its previous fucking owners. And there were people that were ousted for being like, you know, fucking sexist pieces. So we've talked about on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. And that, that resulted in one of the stories about that that I told is when I first heard that, I immediately went to the website and like signed to the forms for the first time in years and told them, take my bylines off this website. I don't want to be associated with a website that would do this. I literally put, you know, an aspect of my career. I was willing to wipe out years of my career, you know, while standing up for this. And I still remember you telling us this back in the day when that happened. Because I remember you just being, I don't want to be fucking associated with that. Yeah, and that website, you know, it was subsequently, and something I had to deal with when I started writing for Cracks. Yeah, when we made the agreement, which now has fallen through for reasons, um, that got brought back up. And I think, you know, that same editor explained, look, yeah, that's an issue. We're aware of that. We're trying really hard to, like, you know, you know, help our image. Like, one of the things that I think best shows that is that, you know, we're different owners now. All the people who are involved with those decisions are gone. This is an entirely new management who are aware of that stuff and are very keen to avoid it happening again, which is mm-hmm. why, obviously, they're part of the ways with me because like that conversation's happening again. And like they just can't deal with that. And I understand. It's like, you know, you're a business. You've got to protect your bottom line at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's, just, it's just a shame that it, it happened because of this. It is. I don't really know how to like, end this. Yeah. I don't really know how to end the conversation. Or to end, like, you know, just like, I'll put a bow on no. it. Because I was to say, it's a thing that's ongoing right now. I'd like, no doubt, if I went onto my Twitter and opened it up, I would have people still yelling at me about this. Yeah, probably. And it's a shame because, you know, I had a fun topic to bring until, you know, you told me of this news last night. Yeah, so did I as well. I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about that would have been interesting, but. Yeah, and I know that the same kind of people who are doing that, they're not going to be convinced by this. They've not even listened to this. They've seen me, they've no doubt seen me post this and are now yelling in the responses on Twitter or in the comments arguing. They've not listened, they don't care, they've made up their mind. And thank you to anyone that I guess has stuck like through this conversation. I know it's a lot more of a a dry podcast than usual. It is, yeah. And I apologize to our regular listeners of the podcast. Like, um, uh, but one of the things I hope is that regular listeners of the podcast will know. Um, like, or at the very least, have had a pretty good glimpse into my personality so far to know that the accusations that have been made and leveled against me are inaccurate. And I hope that my um, muddled, but I hope accurate recollection of events, you know, because I'm quoting things verbatim about what happened and, like, you know, giving, like, you know, as much backstory and clarification as I can. Yeah. That. What's there's at least you know some you're able to like draw a conclusion from that, and I'd hope that the conclusion is similar to my own. But at the same time, I'm aware that you know, as we've mentioned multiple times, this is something that is pervasive throughout the industry, mm-hmm. and I can see how people would feel very heated, and like you know, just they would have a knee jerk reaction to seeing something like this. Oh, to- totally, yeah, and I would assume that, like, you know. A lot of people who have reacted to this have probably experienced something similar to themselves, hence why, like, or, you know, somebody related to them, etc. Yeah, which is why the response has been, like, you know, so 
vitriolic and I understand that and I accept yeah. it and I'm happy for the it to fall on my head. Because like we've talked before about like, you know, you don't have to mean to hurt someone to hurt them. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, this thing I believe is like, you know, reframed disingenuously, like it is evoking real feelings in people, real emotions. And it those is. have to be acknowledged. And to yeah. anyone who has felt those and wants to talk to me about it, and you've listened this far, because I feel like if you've got to this point, you know what, you've at least heard my side and you spent giving me an hour of your time. Um, if you send me like a DM or something like that and you just quote, just give me a a, a, a nonsense term or sentence. Uh, uh, here's a giraffe. Here's a giraffe. If you send me that like a message with a tagline, here's a giraffe, I'll know that you reached this point. And I'll know that right now you've given me an hour of your time to listen to what I'm saying, an hour and a half of my time, I should say, to listen to what I'm saying. At the very least, I can give you a couple of minutes of mine. If this is something that's impacting you, you still think that there's something I didn't address or something that I'm um, not understanding or something that I've not um, uh, just fully acknowledged. Hmm. So you can do that and you can find like links below, presumably, um, uh, on the podcast thing and on uh, my channel where this will be posted. Yeah. And I'm curious now about how many of those I'm actually going to get. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't think many people listen to a full 90-minute podcast as is, let alone one that is about a difficult subject. So I don't know. And given the responses I've already got and the people who are like, angry about it, they're not going to listen for an hour and a half. And I get that. And it's one of those mm. things, isn't it? It's like that old internet thing of like, um, uh, you need to debate me, but first you need to watch this for hour and a half long videos. I'm not fucking watching an hour and a half long video. But at the same time, it's um, especially in a podcast form where, as you say, you wanted someone to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to just, you know, put this into um, context in the space of five, ten minutes. Yeah, it'd be impossible to, like you said, like doing it like in a. T- There's no way I could provide all this context in two hundred forty characters. And even if I did, like you know, a twit longer thing, do like you know, a massive thread breaking it down, people aren't going to read that. They're going to see the first one and they're going to just they've already made their mind up about it. So yeah, if anyone does have any like follow-up or feedback to this and you want me to listen to it you know what i owe you that much at this point so here's a giraffe as a subject message and i'll know that you're one of the people who listen to this yeah and thank you to anyone that stuck around i, I think is though for one moment i legitimately thought you meant that like you know just what the channel not just like oh, listening right. to it. I think went, thank you to anyone stuck around through these hard times. No, 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 no. Thank you for anyone that's just made it to the end of this podcast. Yeah, like, cheers. That's the thing. Um, but, I, it's a weird conversation to have to have. It is, yeah. And it's especially baffling given, like, you know, how small the kernel of it was. You know, that thing, like, the, the butterfly effect of yeah. me posting, like, pinning a smarmy comment from a guy shitting on the channel has led to this. Yep. It's a weird series of events, but uh, hopefully next week we won't have to have such a, a downer of a discussion. Yeah, or maybe like you know there'll be a, um, uh, like a follow-up to it if there's any sort of resolution. But I don't feel there's going to be any resolution to this. This feels like something that's going to fade away, and I'm just going to periodically get angry messages from people. Probably. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those things where people will just always have it in their head and the context is not important to them anymore because they've got, like, they've seen the screenshots. They've seen it on Twitter, Lucas. 
Mm-hmm. I do, and I and I don't blame those people um, for that because we're all guilty of it. We're all human. Yeah, it's human nature to want um, just like easy to digest answers to questions and to have like to view everything in a very binary black and white way. It's very easy with social media to get caught up in it and like spend one minute looking at the details and making up your mind rather than you know listening to a, a podcast that is like ninety minutes long. Yeah, and like you know, it's taken me a couple of days to formulate all of this hmm. because like you know, it's been an ongoing situation, and for the most part, it's been completely unprecedented. Like, it's not a conversation that I ever thought I'd have to have because I never thought I would ever be accused of sexism. Like in a way where it would actually stick, because most of the time you get that it's usually weirdos who just don't mm. like the channel, yeah, yeah and then cool. they know it's a bad thing to say about somebody. Mm-hmm. And I've always been able to just like like just laugh that off because like I know, like I how I treat women, I know how I like, know feel about them, and I've used my platform to try and be you know an ally to them in the best yeah. way that I can. And like as my girlfriend mentioned, like you know I try really hard, and she's like you know. Uh, made efforts to educate me about stuff that I'm maybe like you know not too familiar with because I'm not um I, it's not something I can empathize with because it's never I've never experienced it myself yeah of course but, but this time like, nobody it, is perfect but hmm. I don't I'd, I'd like to think that you and I and other people are accused of this like obviously I wasn't but you know that's the thing by um, association now yeah that's the thing is just like by by association of like working with you so closely like i just want to mention that I was like, yeah, I, I don't want to think that any of us are, but yeah.